Hello and welcome to Sermons from the Abbey, a refuge for weary Fidenots. I'm Abbasin preacher in residence, Katie Miles Wallace. If you're finding us today from a podcast platform rather than from our main grouping, please check out theabbey.mn.co for our full community. Holy Gospel according to John. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats of this bread will live forever, and the bread that I will give for the life of the world is my flesh. The Jews then disputed among themselves, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? So Jesus said to them, Very truly I tell you, Unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Those who eat my flesh and drink my blood have eternal life, and I will raise them up on the last day. For my flesh is true food, and my blood is true drink. Those who eat my flesh and drink my blood abide in me, and I in them. Just as the living Father sent me, And I live because of the Father, so whoever eats me will live because of me. This is the bread that came down from heaven, not like that which your ancestors ate and they died, but the one who eats this bread will live forever. The Gospel of our Lord. I had the pleasure of joining a pastor friend for a beer one evening this week. And while time with a friend and a beer sounds like great fun, and for us it is, for pastor types, it generally goes a little different than most. In many cases, talking about the text for the upcoming Sunday, and in this case, critiquing John as a gospel writer. You see, we both love the storytelling and parables in the Gospel of John, such as the childbearing woman and the good shepherd. But neither of us can stand the wordy, sort of ethereal language that we have in today's reading. We shared that for us, it takes something very bodily. It makes it very heady. It overcomplicates and qualifies our understanding of an otherworldly, yet really quite a simple promise from Jesus. The meanings of these words have been argued since the day they were written. And debates about these passages tend to be the sorts of things that divide us up into denominations and differences more than they bring us together in worship and love of God. So, here's the gist of it. Jesus wants us to share the meal, to eat the bread and wine, which in some way, shape, or form, we understand to be the body and blood of Christ. And in response to that act of faith, We are granted life eternal and raised on the last day. We come to the table with belief that what happens here can change us and the world around us, that this meal is different. We come to the table and willingly engage in a mystery that we cannot claim to truly understand and which calls us into a relationship that is beyond our imagining. We come to the table and are rewarded for our belief and our willingness. But what really is that reward? We debate about this equally as much. What is eternal life? Do we go to heaven 
and become an angel? Do we live among those that we knew in life? Do we lay in rest until judgment day? Do we exist in a parallel world to this one that is unseen by the living? If there is a heaven, is there also a hell? And who goes there? There are more questions and options and theories about life after death than I could even really name and explain in a reasonable amount of time. And this is the interpretation that we have, that eternal life means living in some way, beyond physical death, an extension of the life that we now live, endless life. This creates a problem, though, one where we focus so much on making it to the next thing, to the endless portion, that often our focus on this life can fall away. We do things to avoid a place we call hell, an eternal opposite to heaven, or to get to the pearly gates and a conversation with St. Peter, our motivation is always ahead of us rather than in us. Ionius Zoe. Ionius Zoe, a life without end. Now I'll ask you to pardon the level of church nerd that we're about to engage in. The words that were originally used to say what we now understand and read in English can have different meanings in the original Greek. Life without end is the simplest translation, but there is an alternate understanding of the word zoe. That is, of the absolute fullness of life, both essential and ethical, which belongs to God life real and genuine, a life active and vigorous, devoted to God. As Cicero put it, vita que sola vita nominanda, literally, life which is the only life to be named. Now, yes, the eternal afterlife that we understand in common culture could be described in these words. An afterlife understanding is also perfectly reasonable for interpretation of this piece of scripture. But out of curiosity, what happens if we turn these words on to the life we live now? What happens if eternity is not only an extension of life, but an expansion of it? If we eat of this bread, the body of Christ, and drink of this wine, the blood of Christ, we will be given access to the absolute fullness of life, its essence and its ethics, real and genuine life, devoted to God here and now. While a glowing afterlife of gold-paved streets and surrounded by lost loved ones is beautiful and warming and inspiring, I have to say that I personally like the words applied to this life more. If we take the leap of faith to really engage in this mystery at this table, the mystery is then always open to us. A whole world of creation and relationship opens before us. We are filled with the essence of life and the ethical instruction Christ gives us in living it. 
a life with meaning and purpose. Active and strong in the face of adversity, a life filled with and committed to God. This is the sort of life that Jesus says he came to give us and give us abundantly. Now, today is the last of the Bread Sundays this year, and one of few times that scripture encourages us to speak so directly about the meal and the table. As we come forward today, and any time that you take communion, I encourage you to engage in the mystery. Be opened by the power of this meal, sacrificed for us, and contemplate what it all really means for your one life. Are you seeing the essence of life? What does it mean for you to live it according to Christ's ethics? Is your life devoted to God? Now, hear me, there are no right answers or value judgments in this contemplation. It is simply an opportunity to take stock, to determine whether we are satisfied or whether we want more for ourselves. No matter where you find yourself, a simple and otherworldly promise remains true. All who eat of Christ's body, drink of Christ's blood, and take these things into their soul will be raised. Thanks be to God for that. This has been Sermons at the Abbey. Thanks for listening. Be sure to check back for more episodes soon. If you're looking for more than just sermon podcasts, check out our main community at theabbey.mn.co for more.